Welcome into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 91. 91. What is the topic? This is astral projection and lucid dreaming. Trippy. Nothing I really know much about, but yeah, this other than was... what we've kind of learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was all new to me, too. Yeah. All new. So it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. It, yeah. Well, before we do that, shall we recap anything from last week? Uh, last week we did near-death experiences. I yep. really liked that episode, and that was kind of like leading us into this episode mm-hmm. because you know one very similar to the other. Right. Um, but something else that I wanted to talk about is that we are now at the point where the inauguration is about to happen, yeah. and things are very, very tense here in the United States, and there's a lot, a lot going on, and it could potentially be a crazy week for us so i just want to tell everybody just stay safe and stay calm because there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of rumors and things that are just wild wild rumors and a lot of people like this is the apocalypse and you know what maybe it is but not in the way that we've been taught is the apocalypse right this is like a mass change like Mm -hmm. we're going through a major change and change is uncomfortable and this is it. We're here. We, we've been talking about this for a long time. So this is almost like where we are now, like the height of it, I would think. Yeah. And hopefully after this, it'll start to calm down and we can start dealing with some things here in the United States that we haven't been dealing with. No. Like the coronavirus, which is out of control, especially mm-hmm. where we live. We don't we live in California, but we don't live in Los Angeles County, but we're right next to Los Angeles County. And that's where it's hit the hardest. Yeah. So it's um, they're even telling people now, I don't know if you heard this in L.A. County, that if you go out and come back home to your family, you should still wear a mask when you come home. You should wear a mask at home if you go out at all. I was like, whoa, that's taking a little bit too far for me. Yeah. Like, there just comes a point where you have to be like, okay. <laughs> so then we're all just living in masks. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'll <laughs> pass on that step. But, you know, yeah, wearing them out is definitely very, very, very important. Uh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. We all have to work on this together. Because people are still coming here to California, you know, from all over the world. So if you think that just because it's not as bad here in California, where you are as it is in California, well, you got people come here and did they bring it back? And- yeah, these mass sort of gatherings, too, like yeah. examples like January 6th, 6th oh, yeah. and then what inauguration day is going to be like, you know, not sure. And that could be nationwide, too, at some capitals. So these mass gatherings are not helping yeah. to stop the per- the perpetuation of it it's yeah but. it's it's a lot it's just too much going on all at once but we'll get through it yeah and <clears throat> it will be okay but there's one thing that i got a couple of messages on this this weekend and saw a couple of things on facebook so i wanted to bring it up is there's one guy that was at this uh what do they call it insurrection is that what they call it yeah this riot um, they call him the QAnon shaman. And mm. so I've, I've been involved in these discussions with people about what is a shaman and right. why is he portraying himself as this? There's one interview where I was like, oh Describe my gosh. Describe him in case anybody's okay. not sure. So let me tell you, let me read you what a shaman is according to Wikipedia. Okay, shamanism is a system of religious practice. Historically, it is often associated with indigenous and tribal societies and involves belief that shamans with a connection to the other world have the power to heal the sick, communicate with spirits, and escort souls of the dead to the afterlife. Okay, so it's a spiritual it's a spiritual person, mm-hmm. a healer, right. um, somebody that is supposed to do good in this world. In many cultures. Many, many Throughout cultures. Throughout the world. Right. 
So this guy is portraying himself in this way that maybe he he has a lot of these things. Maybe he talks to the dead. I don't know. He's you know he's not eating in prison because he only eats organic food, which is something that shamans do. A lot of spiritual right. people that is their practice. So he does portray a lot of these things. However, to me, in any spiritual practice, any healer, anything like this. Right. Your morals are the number one most important thing. What you do with your gifts, what you say about right. things, what you being out there violent and saying that you're going to kill our vice president. Um, that's not what a shaman is or what a shaman does. You no, know, he kind of and I was kind of asking for you to describe him. So this way people know who we're talking. Oh, about. him. I'm sorry. I uh, but you he kind of reminded me. He doesn't remind me of a shaman at all. He sort of reminds me. I hate to say this. Um, like a mascot at a, like a football game. They do dress like um, that, though, you know, shamans. He, well, this guy, I don't think a shaman, well, maybe they would, but wearing like a buffalo yeah. head. They do. I can show you the pictures. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. it's strange. Well, yeah, anyways, but they have like the, you know, he's got the American flag colors painted on his face yeah. and the buffalo get up and the no shirt. But the problem is, from what I understand, is the tattoos have... Oh, white yeah. racism connotation to them. So yeah, I didn't notice that. That's can't funny. really be a shaman no. when when you're doing that. No, I saw one one interview with him because he was just all up in anybody's face. If you saw any coverage of the riot at all, you've seen this guy. He he had what do you call that? Right. Like a spear that he carried with him. He was right. out there absolutely. But I saw one interview with him where he started talking about that the people don't have their third eye open and they don't see what he sees. And okay, that's great. Put that out there. We want people to know that these types of things exist, that shamans exist, that you can use your third eye. But this is not this is not what's happening. No. You know, there's there's nothing spiritual about no. what they did that day. So no. for this man to call himself a shaman, it kind of upsets me. He was me. throwing a smoke screen. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he was a magician more than a shaman. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have to remind myself that in every spiritual practice, there are those people that do not take this gift seriously and they use it to their advantage financially and you know what i've had people even flat out ask me if i'm one of those people do yeah. you do this for the money yeah. you know but he he's an actor too. this guy he the wants shaman? the, the yeah, he's been trying to be an actor mm -hmm. privately yeah so see he's doing all of this <clears throat> to, to it's like an act it's all an act so yeah. when this guy says that he's a shaman don't buy it because no. it's not true but it was well, he's sitting in jail now he is but there was a, a a lesson to me to learn what a shaman was i there was so much about it that i had no idea but you know and i mean these guys you know are saying that now through their attorneys that they did all this because this is what their president told them yeah and i'll i wouldn't be the least bit surprised if if there is any sort of pardon coming from trump that it has nothing to do with those guys yeah that he'll leave them high and dry yeah and say oh i'm not going to condone that behavior right i didn't say that i yeah. didn't say that mm -hmm. so nope and then yeah. he'll just pardon himself and his family oh gosh it'll be really interesting to yeah. see where this goes over the next week i you know i've i've had visions i've felt things and some of them have played out i think have played out because i'm hoping that that's what i was seeing but we'll find out yeah you know i i saw things at the White House, and then this happened at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that nothing happens at the White House now, maybe before I was just seeing the Capitol. And I saw the same thing. Right. <laughs> but so did Chelsea. when that happened, I assumed that what I was watching on television is what I had seen. Right. But I don't know. I'm not sure anymore either. Yeah, yeah we'll find out. I mean, they have it pretty well. Mine was more nighttime. I don't know why. Yeah. And this... Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was pretty cleared out by nighttime, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that night it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We will see, unfortunately. But, yeah, just stay safe, everybody. Yeah. We'll get through this. We are strong. Yes, we will. Yep. So. Life has to go on. Yep, and it will. Yep. So. Cool. Well, yeah. is that it for last week? That is all. All right. Well, let's do it. Okay. Episode 91, Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming. One of the reasons that I put these two things together, I was first of all, I didn't really realize that they're very similar. They're you're just kind of doing these two things different ways. So it's like same outcome, almost just different ways. 
different, but we'll get into that. But right. um, there's not a lot of information when I when I googled astral projection. Most of what came up were meditation videos on how to do it, which really wasn't what I was looking for at this point. I was looking more of, you know, an explanation. What is this? What happens? How do you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, we did find a couple of videos we watched on YouTube Didn't that last night. one gentleman explain the difference between yes. the lucid and astral? Yes. Okay. So that's one of the reasons why I put these two things together, okay. um, you know, is that they do they are very similar and because there's just not a lot of information enough to fill an episode on astral projection. Now, if you're an, if you are into that and you are familiar with it, I'm sure you could sit here for an hour and talk about it, but we don't know enough about it. No. But there's a lot of people that this is, they're very I, into this. I find it very fascinating. I do too. And I'm I, I think it's just another, it. it's another, I feel like part of this puzzle of a greater awakening where we start to realize not just realize, but actually believe and understand better that our conscious goes on. Right. Not even in death, but in sleep. Yep. Your conscious could go anywhere at once. That's right. So that's a hard pill to swallow. I've never experienced it, but all these things are pointing to this is that the body is just merely a suit to be mobile. It is, yeah. It was weird. I told you this this morning. I was taking a shower, and I do my meditations in the shower, so I had done um, a chakra meditation, and then afterwards I was shaving my legs, and all of a sudden I I heard my mom say, that that's just on loan to you. You know that. <laughs> right. It's like, really? like, right. But I understand what she was saying is this right. is just the vessel. Right. It's just something that we're put into so that we have a way to follow our right. dreams, to do what we want to do. Exactly. I mean, and some may question in that and say, well, if you're a spirit and a globe of, you know, a ball of light floating around, why do you need a body? Well, Think because first of all, you're in two different dimensions, yeah. two different planes of, of quote unquote reality. And you chose to come to this plane to be able to experience what it felt like to taste that ice cream cone for the first time right. or fall off your skateboard and scrape your knee right. or fall in love or have a child. You know, yeah. all those things that you can't do as a glowing ball That's of light. Right. Yep. So that is the price that you pay. Yes. But believe it or not, we both desire, I think, each other's realm on some level for sure i think you're right yeah i think that when you go to the other side there are things that you're like oh yeah they remember that you know but you don't taste it or like the pizza you know what you were saying but there's a lot i was impressed with what we did kind of were watching about this and how much research has gone into this yeah and known throughout decades you know really yeah, there and, there is no solid proof. You no, know, that's, but there's yeah. research, and yes. and really it keeps going back to um, each person's account, right? And yes. that their similarities is a common thread. So again, I just feel like it points to this thing, right? That your body is only temporary. It is, yeah, absolutely. Well, what is Astral projection and what is lucid dreaming? Let's let's talk about these. So astral projection is an intentional out of body experience. This is something that that I have heard is very complicated to do. Mm-hmm. It's not something like the video that we watched last night on YouTube. The guy said some people can do lucid dreaming, you know, right away off the bat. But with the astral projection, it can take weeks and weeks and weeks of practice before it actually happens. It actually happens because what you're doing is separating yourself from your body, separating the, that energy, that soul or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it from your physical body. You're pulling it out. And we'll get in later of, of ways they say how to do this. So the astral projection part of it is taking your your spirit or whatever out of your body. And most of the time you will see your body. You look down, you see your body. And in astral projection, you can do anything. You can fly. You mm-hmm. can, you know, go wherever you want to go, see whatever you want to see. It's right. supposed to be absolutely amazing. Right. Uh, with lucid dreaming, it's very different. Uh, lucid dreaming is a dream where the dreamer becomes aware that they are dreaming. 
Sometimes in a lucid dream, the dreamer can gain some control of the dream, including the characters, the narratives, and the environment. So let me ask you this. Would, I don't know if they talk at all in this, what you've kind of researched, but when an elderly person is, um, like, say, on hospice mm-hmm. or passing away mm-hmm. slowly, you know, they're dying. Right. And they're giving reports um, of seeing loved ones right. come into the room or around their bed. Right. And they're still alive. Right. They're still awake. Um, and even not sometimes even asleep. Right. Is that would be considered a lucid dream? I don't know if you would consider that a lucid dream or just a hallucination. Um, a hallucination, some people look at that as being bad, but it's not. It's a lot of times just your mind seeing things in a different way. It's like when you do something like LSD, just because you see it doesn't mean that it's not, it doesn't actually exist. But what, you know what about I mean? these people then that are saying, no, my family members came into the room? Well, okay, so let me explain a little bit better of what lucid dreaming is, and then maybe this will answer your question better. So let's say that you are in a dream, okay? You're at night, you're in a dream. There are some people that in that dream can prove to themselves that it's a dream and that they're not awake by doing things like poking themselves in the eye and seeing their fingers go through their face. Um, by looking in a mirror and not seeing their reflection. There's a lot of a lot of ways that people right. that can do this lucid dreaming can tell you. They can change the story of the way that things are going to go. Right. So it, it is different. I'm not exactly sure what what they would call what you're talking about, but I don't think it would be considered a lucid dream. No, because I think that's more reality or, you know what I mean? That's like the other side sort of, coming to pull that loved one yeah or let them know yeah it's okay like we're here to guide you yeah as you cross over yeah Um, so a little bit about astral projection um astral projection is an ancient practice it's native to many cultures like hinduism but today in modern times it's used more as a self-help and deepening of the spiritual practice and connection this morning I came across something interesting. Um, uh, um, he's a guru. His name is, uh, let's see, Juggy Vasudev, and he calls himself Saguru. Okay. He's really, he's a yogi and an author and a philanthropist, and uh-huh. um, he's Hindu. It was really cool to watch some of his videos. I would really suggest it if you're into that kind of thing. But he started talking about this, about astral projection, and he said, an astral projection is simply a hallucination. And in order to do it right, you have to you have to learn to do it. You can't just do it, you know, all at once. But he said that in let's see, I wrote it down. Um, in India, they have schools that teach you how to do this, okay? But they are only used for entertainment. So it's like not a part of their spiritual practice there. They look at it more as entertainment because it is not benefiting you in any spiritual way is what he was saying, which I found interesting. Well, it, maybe it's not benefiting you in a spiritual way because I look at spiritual and consciousness maybe as two separate things a little bit, mm-hmm. um, even though I feel like your conscience is a part of your spirit. It goes with you. Right. I I think when I think of spiritual, I think more of the drive, the love to want to, you know, be closer to the energy, do right and, and learn. Right. And then the conscience is just kind of my whole memory of what I can remember. Like at the moment. Right. Or in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot my point on that, but come back to me. <laughs> okay. If you remember, <laughs> just, just, Raise your hand. Okay. Um, so this guru, he had broken it down a oh, little oh, bit. Okay, I remembered. Sorry. No, go for so it. So what I I do feel like does it maybe doesn't have a spiritual, but it has a conscious benefit, right? Because a you're learning this exercise of how to do this, right? And then again, it's showing you more proof that you can go beyond. You know, right. and when he's saying hallucinate, I mean, there's people that can do this and, and point out things in rooms and places that maybe they wouldn't have even known. Yes, exactly. But I can also do that. 
with with my with the view mighty senses yeah with the remote viewing so i can understand how he could say it could be a hallucination because you know it it is to an extent you know you don't have to physically float over there to see it right exactly i got it Mm -hmm. cool all right okay so saguru he broke it down this way about how this works that there's five types of bodies, they call them. And a lot of times when you see this, the talk about the astral projection, they have like body outlines in different colors. And there's usually five of them. One represents each body. Okay. There's the physical, which is like your hardware. Okay. And there's the mental, that's your software. And then there's the energy. And that's, you know, our, our soul, what we're made of, up of. And then there's wisdom, and this is where we get out of the physical. This is the wisdom stage is where we're more moving into the other side of things, okay? Uh-huh. When you are beyond the physical is bliss. That's They call that bliss, oh, and yeah. that's where the astral projection happens. So you are completely leaving everything here and only bringing out that one piece of you, if that makes sense. Okay. And so... Um, when you do this, when you do the astral projection, you're supposed to try and pull yourself out of your body. And we had seen a video on that um, last night. I think he he explained that a little bit. That one of the ways to do this is, you're, well, first of all, for for this and and lucid dreaming, you're supposed to go to sleep right. and then wake up five to six hours later. Set an alarm for five to six hours later. That's what that guy said. Right. I did see that in some other places. Okay, There's so other ways. sort of yeah. standard. All right. There are other ways to do it, but this is one way that he was saying. So then you do that, and then you, with the astral projection, you do not need to wake up and do anything with lucid dreaming. They tell you to wake up for a little while, maybe read or whatever. But with astral projection, you go right back to sleep. While you're trying to fall asleep, this is where you try and get out of your body. You try and pull yourself out of your body. So you can do this by seeing a rope or a ladder. Uh, but they want you to be really, really specific when you're trying to do this. Like you feel the rope. You feel how that feels on your hands and what it smells like and what it looks like. And like mm. if it's a ladder, what that texture is. Maybe even it, how that feels on your feet. Because if you've ever stepped on a ladder with bare feet, you know that that's not comfortable. Right. These types of things, very, very detailed. And you continue pulling yourself until you reach that kind of snap where that part of you comes out of the body. Another, he did say that's where you hit the sleep paralysis Yes. point. That makes me a little nervous. The sleep paralysis? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, well, what is sleep paralysis for... Let's see, I wrote it here for our listeners. Um, sleep paralysis is like that middle stage, okay? And it's uh, a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or waking up. So it's like right in the middle there. Uh, and if... Yes, you do go through that sleep paralysis. And if if that frightens you which for a lot of people that have had that happen, it will. And then you might get sucked out of it. But for people that know how to do this, they can usually just zip right on through that and it doesn't bother them. Mm. But let me read a little bit more about sleep paralysis since we're on this. Um, If you've ever had this before, it is very scary a lot of the times where like you might be trying to talk or you know you're dreaming and something bad is happening and you need to get out of the dream. You want out but you can't get out of it. I remember there was once my mom was in my room trying to wake me up and I could hear her, but I couldn't wake up. I Mm -hmm. was like, why can't I wake up? And I was panicking inside, but you know, she didn't know. I just looked asleep to her. Uh, But it is very, very common. They did say that people, most people experience this at least once in their life, but a lot of people it's, it's more common. And there's, I, I had a similar experience that I shared with you that I was at home sick and my dad was watching me third or fourth grade i was asleep i don't know if it was a dream or whatever but i was aware that i was asleep but i could hear arguing in the living room fighting like crashing of glass and i was trying to wake up to say like wow you know and so apparently i was yelling out because my dad came in the room like what and i'm like what's all the banging and screaming and yelling he's like there's nobody here So it was weird. It was like yeah. if it was a dream, I was exactly where I woke up. Yeah. You know, I was dreaming that I was dreaming. Yeah. 
Well, and I was wondering if that was maybe caused by medication, like you said. It's possible, yeah. yeah. You said you were homesick, so yeah. maybe if you were taking, like, cough medicine or something, because that was one of the, the triggers that they said um, in the things I read, that sleep paralysis can be triggered by sleep deprivation, stress, certain medications, or out-of-body experience. Got it. Um, during an episode, you may feel like you're hallucinating, which often leads to feelings right. of being fearful. And that's what happens to me usually is I'm like, ah, because I don't like to hallucinate and I start to panic. So, yeah, that's why I've never really tried this astral projection either is I'm just afraid of that. He did say if you weren't, like if it wasn't an issue or something, he goes in order to not sort of get sucked back into your body, like out of maybe nervousness or whatever. Yeah. That to go somewhere, go somewhere else besides right there with your body. Right. You'll have less chance of being sucked back in right right away. Yeah. Yeah, I I did try this a while back, quite a while ago, maybe a year ago. And it just trying like it's really hard to get yourself into that REM cycle to begin with, and I wasn't doing it like they said, you know, like with the 5 hours or 6 hours, I was just doing it as I was starting to fall asleep. So it just didn't go away for me. But someday I would like to try. I would yeah. like to, you know, overcome that um, that fear of the sleep paralysis. It's funny because I never realized that other people had this. And then I started seeing memes about it. And there was one meme that was talking about sleep paralysis demon. And there's like this demon sitting at the end of the bed. And it says, my sleep paralysis demon waiting for me to get off my phone and go to sleep. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly how it feels. It feels like there's like a a demon. I mean, obviously there isn't. But so I love that term, that sleep demon term, because it does. It's like, oh, it's scary. I don't want to go through it. But it's really, you know, it's all mind over matter. It is. like You have to just know when that's happening, the exercise that you learn for yourself to just snap you out of it. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that if you've never experienced it, you might think I'm overreacting. If you've experienced it once or twice, it, you may not remember it that bad. But for those of us that have had it throughout our lives and are constantly re- reminded of how bad it is, it does suck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. So we were talking about how to do this. Okay. Let me find my notes where we were. So we're going to then pull ourselves out. Okay. We talked about that. So the other way that they said you could do this besides pulling yourself out with like a rope or a ladder is you can be like on a swing. Imagine yourself on a swing and swinging back and forth and back and forth and trying to get out that way. So that's another way to try. Now, the difference when we talk about lucid dreaming and astral projection is that you would Still do the the hour the the alarm thing five to six hours of sleep using the alarm wake up and then you would do something like reading something mellow that's you know don't go back to sleep just mellow yourself but be awake then you're gonna go back to sleep and you're most likely gonna fall right back into a REM cycle because of where you were with your brain with your reading or whatever activity that you were doing. So at this point is where they say that you can control your dreams, that you can do things like what I was saying before, like poking yourself in the eye or, you know, looking in the mirror or what else did say, check your breathing. This was one that almost every article said to um, pinch your nose. And if you can still breathe, then you, you know you're dreaming. You know, because you wouldn't be able to breathe through. So you can also look at your hands because they said your hands might not be real detailed in your in your if you're dreaming. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to, to do that. Then when you are in that dream state, you can somewhat control the dream is what they say. Wow. Yeah. I have never tried this. Right. Um, I did the other night I was like, I'm going to try falling asleep and trying to see what I could do if I could take myself out of my body or whatever would happen. And because sometimes I have really good visions falling asleep. So I went into this, this state of mind, you know, this meditation like state and started just relaxing and hoping that something was going to happen. But all that happened was it was almost like, you know, when they say you go through the tunnel, like the tunnel to the light, right. it was almost like that, but I could see the tunnel like on one side and then and there was just beauty in the middle. It was just like an open meadow and beautiful flowers and everything was so bright and it was like, it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. That's how like vivid it was that I knew that this wasn't just, right. you know, 
me dreaming already. This was something that happened before I fell asleep that I had asked for. So I'm right. really not sure if that was a lucid dream or huh. what you would consider that, but it was cool. I can't say I, I did not see my body. I didn't see anything like that. I just almost felt like I was in the tunnel being given a little bit of a peek of what it looks like over there. Right. You know, it was cool. Wow. It was really cool. So I want to keep doing stuff like that. Yeah. I wake up a lot of times at like three in the morning. Um, and so I have really good visions at that time. A lot of times I'll tell you things the next day. I'm like, oh, I was told at three in the morning when I woke up. <laughs> it happens a lot. So I think that yeah. I could probably do the lucid dreaming as well. I just need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible when you think about it. Yeah. I don't know why that happens. Like when I wake up in the middle of the night and I, and I hear those things, I wonder if it's because wherever I was, wherever my subconscious was or whatever you want to call it, um, if I was on the other side, if I was talking to my mom and then I'm like, oh, you got to keep notes of what you heard while you were there, or what you right. saw or what you were told or whatever. I know. I wish you could. Yeah. It's, it's weird, right? It's yeah. really cool. Cause yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so one of the things that, they didn't cover in these videos and that you had asked last night is how do you get back to your body? How do you stop this from happening? You know, if you're yeah, astral the sleep projecting paralysis uh -huh. kind of brought that up in my mind. Okay. So if you're in sleep paralysis, do you have to work on some sort of thing in your mind? That's like, uh, this is how I get out. Right. Yeah. Well, once, so once you're in the, um, what do you call it? In the astral projection, uh -huh. you have all that control and you can come back to your body whenever you want to. They say it's that simple. You just go back to your body because you're like flying. You're going anywhere. Now, I would assume that at this point, if something woke you up, it would probably startle you and put you into that sleep paralysis okay. would be my assumption. Got it. Um, so... Yeah, if you're, you know, they talk about the cord, right? And right. we ha all have this silver cord. It's like that. Well, you got to have time for the cord to come back in. So right. you can be woken up out of it. But as far as astral projection, they say it's just as easy as returning to your body. I've never done it, so I can't, I can't say for sure. Um, for the lucid dreaming, it's different because you, you're still in your body. You're just, you're dreaming or you're wherever your mind is, you know? Right. So a couple of things they say to do is if there's any signs around you or anything that has writing on it to try and read it because that activates a part of your brain that'll wake you up. Uh, that was really interesting, right? Yeah. Also blinking for whatever reason that also does. So in your dream, you just start blinking a lot. Um, also going to sleep in your dream. So if you're like, I'm kind of done with this dream and I just want to be done with it, go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep now. Weird, right? Wow. And those things are supposed to bring you back. Now, I don't know if that means you'll wake up, but you'll be back from that lucid dream, I'm guessing. Right. You know. Are you aware that your dream, you know, you're in a dream? Yes, you, you're supposed to so be aware So if you say, I'm going to go yeah. to sleep now so I can go back to my body. Mm-hmm are you still aware you know, yeah, know. That you're dreaming before you tell yourself that that's trip blows right mind-boggling <laughs> it is I, these are all things that i really would like to try and yeah we see. have questions yeah we, we need the answers <laughs> yeah see these subjects are all so new to us and and i love that because we get to explore them together and learn about them and it shows people too that you know when you have these abilities, you're not just given all of this information and all of, you know, the ways that your abilities work. You have to learn each step at a time, right. you know, what these abilities are about. And so this is something that I haven't explored yet and I'd really like to. It's pretty cool. Pretty incredible, yeah. Yeah. Is the, what happened the other night was cool enough for me to go, okay, I have some kind of control. Right. You know? So, uh, let's see. There are benefits to lucid dreaming. And one of them is to stop a nightmare. There are people that have learned how to do this to stop their repetitive nightmares. <clears throat> or what do they call those? I can't remember. I used to have a lot of those, the reoccurring nightmares. Uh -huh. Oh, those are miserable. Yeah. So this is one way that people have been able to shut those down. Because, That's cool. Yeah, like let's say that... Um, you're arguing with somebody fighting with somebody and you're like the story that I read was that the person wasn't standing up for themselves in this reoccurring dream. And so once they learned the lucid dream, they stood up for themselves and they made themselves really big over this person and took over and they never dreamt about it again. 
Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it so can it's just be like very facing healing. it in your dream. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it reduces nightmare and P- nightmares and PTSD anxiety because a lot of times people have nightmares because they're worried about what they're going to dream or yeah. they have PTSD that they're holding on to that they're not dealing with. And so that pops up in a dream. That happened to me a lot after my mom died. If you have somebody that's died, um, please know that those types of dreams, those PTSD dreams are very, very normal. Those are not visits. Yeah. Like if they're bad nightmares, those are not visits. Don't right. don't no. worry about that. Because I do get asked that a lot. Yeah, which is which. And I can understand mm-hmm. the confusion, but the way to, to really, really understand it, or if you don't have a personal connection yourself, is they would never come at you Right. Like that to scare you yep. and freak you out. No, 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 no. Yeah. I used to have two reoccurring dreams of my mom after she died. One was that we buried her alive and the other was that she was in the witness protection program and we sold all of her stuff. And so she had nothing left when she got back. And those two haunted me forever. Right. Well, not forever because I'm over it now. But for a long time, right. I dreamt about those all the time. Yeah. And it's like if I could have known that I w- could get in there and be like, stop it. Right. You know, but that was my subconscious doing that. My fear of what happened. Those weren't visits from her. I no. could tell the visits. So those no. those are the types of things I'm talking about that if you have those types of dreams where they're they're um they hurt you emotionally, they feel like that. They feel like, Oh my god, I buried my mother alive. Right. You know? Right. That's not those are not visits. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, something else that they say that you can benefit from lucid dreaming is it gives you more control over your life because once you realize that you can control your dreams, if you can control yourself in your dreams, you can control yourself in your life. Yep. Which is a kind of, you know, it's a good point. Like when you think about like a reoccurring nightmare like that for like yours, for example, like let's say the first time you had the dream Mm. and it probably freaked you out. Yeah. And then, but it stuck with you. Oh, yeah. So it was like something that you needed, that you kept revisiting in a dream because you knew that you needed to accept that your mother was really gone. Yeah, I wanted to believe that she wasn't. And you needed to almost, if I could play out a scene within that dream is like you needed to look yourself in a mirror and say she's gone. Right, exactly. And But you kept visiting it. And it comes to you as a nightmare because it's a very unpleasant thought and yep. reality and a feeling. But you kept going, probably knowing subconsciously that you needed to do that. Right. But you couldn't figure out that it was your reality, your dream. Right. Essentially, exactly. you know, that you could do that with. Yeah. A lot of times when you have a dream like that, like you're saying, it's something that you have to deal with in Mm -hmm. real life. You have to face it and Mm -hmm. you will continue to have that dream over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, so yeah, facing it somehow. And that's probably why I don't have it anymore. And I don't know when those dreams stopped, but they felt like they went on for a long time. So I think once I really did accept that she was gone and she wasn't coming back is probably when those stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, those are hard for anybody, you know, but yeah. Once you really realized and you accepted it, you didn't need to visit that dream anymore. You had resolved it on this side as opposed to the dream world. Yep. You know. So it is very healing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Dreams can be very healing. Yep. But you have to analyze them the right way too. We did a whole episode on dreams, but sometimes we should do a part two on those because it's a wide, you know, topic there, broad topic. For sure. Um, one of the things with the lucid dreaming that they suggested, if well, I mean, you could do this with the astral projection too, but especially with lucid dreaming is keeping a journal. When you wake up that you write down those dreams that you have, what you remember, what happened, um, how you were, like if you did one of those things like poking yourself in the eye or looking in the mirror, um, write down what you did so that you see how this works and that you can control these things. And I'm telling you, journaling, it's really important. And I was told that from the very beginning that I should journal because you'll look back and you'll want to see how far you've come. And I didn't believe that. And Mm. now I do. Even three years into this, I really believe that journaling is very good for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. So, um, and I, yeah, with every subject seems to be keep a journal. So, (laughs) 
Yeah. I got three ring binders everywhere. Dude, no, I really do. Don't I? <laughs> like, I, yeah. But most of what I have is for the show. But that's cool because it's almost like journaling. It's what we're talking about, yeah. you know? I like to look back at some of our earlier shows and be like, man, we have learned a lot. We've you know, and there's a, lot. A, there's a lot we don't know, even about the subjects we've discussed or, or researched and looked into and talked about. You right. know, there's yeah. there's so much about so much again to this world and that's beyond our vision and even our senses. Yeah. Um, but I like knowing that. Yeah. I, in some strange way, I wish somehow that you know you could just give the answers for everything the meaning of life and all that but yeah. then i sometimes think you know maybe that would spoil it and it would probably yeah. be too hard for me to really wrap my head around you know what the greater meaning of all this is so the yeah. part of that journey of wanting to discover right and you get the new you know i've had moments in my life in situations where i've come to like a pin like a moment where everything was like whew, yeah. You felt it. Like everything makes sense. Yeah. My role here and how I'm sort of connected to it all and I'm part of it. And then you get sucked back into life. And, yeah. And you forget about it. But yeah. I've definitely felt it and been there more than once in my life. Um, so I'm glad for that. But I think this is fun. This yeah, is neat it is. To, to like want to talk about some of these things and that, you know. Maybe some people are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> are they crazy? Yeah, that's all right. No, we're not. We're just exploring what's out there, you know? Right. I, I've told our listeners this before, that when we first started this, we were like, are there going to be enough topics for things for us to talk about? Oh, yeah. There's enough topics for us to do this show forever because there's yeah. so much to learn. The learning yeah. never stops. And as you just said a minute ago, m many of the topics which would be said during the episode is like, we need to come back and do a part two on this yes. one. Because I feel like we just didn't really get a chance to talk about it all, you know? Yeah. Well, and the learning and the growth, too, because like I haven't revisited the first few episodes, but that was only a year into this journey. Right. And so much has happened in the last these next two years. It's been almost three years that going back to those beginning episodes, like we may know a lot more now than we did then and be able to give, you know, more like we may see an episode that we already did and be like, we already did that, yeah. but we may have a totally different, you know, outlook on it. Now yeah. things may be even more evolved for us. So yeah, there's a lot of episodes that we could probably go back and, and yeah, do I don't on. like, I, shoot, I don't even know when the last time I've gone that far back, but I could say that, you know, what was the first one, the awakening. Yeah. And I could say, by the time we did that one, I still wasn't seeing synchronicities yeah. um, on a regular daily, hourly basis. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, even... And we did an episode on signs after that, somewhat yep. after that. But so, yeah, everything, there's stages. It's like growing. It's yep. got to crawl for you. Yeah, that's walk. great. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying taking that with you and with our listeners and, you know, each right. one of these subjects, you know, even if we do go off of the subject for a minute, that's okay. I, I enjoy oh, it. Well, I'm, you can count you know, on it with yeah, me. Yeah, all right. We're like, <laughs> oh, there we go. There goes the, oh, the thought again. Yeah. Anyways, bring us <laughs> back to the subject, right? Right. Um, I don't have much more, actually, because like I said, there wasn't a lot on this subject. Yeah. Um I'm sure there is. I'm sure that somebody yeah. that's really good at this and that is, has done it a million times could tell us a lot more. But from where we are and what we're, what we've done. There and was a gentleman that, that they mentioned in the thing we watched uh, who was back in the 1800s or James something. But w was heavily involved in medicine and I think psychological research and mm -hmm. stuff too. I don't remember. But he was a highly... Um, I can't remember his name. I wish I could. Sorry. Um, but highly accredited mm -hmm. for a long time. But I think a lot of people didn't know that he was into this, like yeah. researching about this. And there's actually a lot of um, volumes of books of, of they were showing like of these things, but they're all mainly 
kind of accounts. Right, exactly. So Yeah, I was trying to find some stories, and I couldn't find a lot on this. So if anybody listening has good stories on either lucid dreaming or astral projection, or even near-death experiences, please send it my way, because I would yeah. love to, to share it. Um, one thing that I did find interesting is that lucid dreaming is becoming such a big thing that they are making um, different kinds of lucid dreaming device like devices to help you do this Hmm. um one of them that i found is called a smart lucid dream eye mask it's made by a company called remy um it's pro you program it to your computer i'm not exactly sure all that it does because some of these things do different things but this one has lights inside and you program it and it like does dances with the lights or whatever. But there's other ones that can also that talk to you. There's a headband that talks wow. to you. It tells you, I am dreaming. It puts you into this state. You know, right. it records your your EKG, your um Wow. Yeah, exactly. That can't so, be cheap. No, no, no. I wasn't. <laughs> I can't remember how much it was, but yeah, thousands, I believe. Yeah. Um not cheap, not cheap. Um but cool. It's really neat that there's these different kinds of devices to help you do this yeah um, a lot of times i think it's just mind over matter it's just really believing it's that's really the I biggest agree. thing is believing that you can do this and i believe that we can do this i i do believe that um the astral projection is going to take some time and some some work and you know you get frustrated because you want it right now let's do this right now i want to be above my body floating but i think too when you prepare yourself for something when it does finally happen it's not as big of a shock Right. You know, because I had told the story about my grandma, how she had a near death experience and was floating above her body. And that was kind of it's kind of traumatic, you know, yeah. when you're just all of a sudden like, what the what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's probably a reason why it takes practice for these things to happen. Or you know? like Chris, that it was not expected, you know, right. I mean, I don't think it was expected with your grandmother either. No, but no, not it's at all. so it's so stuck sticks with you it, yeah for the rest of your life like it's not like a dream that maybe you you through time might forget it's an experience right and there there has to be something said for that right yep. that this is this was real right exactly. even though the rest of us can't see it there's that's what i mean it's like you know the brain is an important part of the body but it belongs to the body yes but Everything about us as a person and our uniqueness and all that is within the soul. Yep. So your memory and all that's going to go. Yeah, it goes with you. With you. It's not like your soul all of a sudden is like, I don't know who I am. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, you're not really going to know not necessarily who you are you'll really know who you are you as opposed to what name you had in this life or any other who your soul really is you'll know who you really are yeah but all your memories even the other lives will be obtainable from the other side because that's part of how we review what we've learned right i wonder if with this lucid dreaming now i'm getting ahead of myself probably if you could like call somebody in like a spirit in, you know, when you get into that lucid dream state, if you could be like, okay, come in spirit. Because sometimes as I'm falling asleep, that's Mm -hmm. actually how I found out that my great uncle died is he came to me as I was falling asleep. So maybe that was some kind of lucid dream or something too. Well, then it puts it in a different situation far as what we were talking about, like remote remote viewing, which you can do because now that means that the spirits can come into that realm yeah. of your remote viewing. So that's where I was sort of right. confused. Like, what's lucid dreaming? Right. What's remote viewing? What's, you know, that's why I was like, is part of this, it's all connected. It's right. like, it's separate things, but it's one. Yeah, we should do an episode on remote viewing. For our listeners that don't know what that is, uh, remote viewing is being able to see something in real time. I mean, you could also see something in the past, too, being able to look into the past at, like, you know, an old home. You could, you know, walk a, a, a home maybe that isn't there anymore. You could still remote view and walk through that home that is no longer there. Huh. Um, or, like, for example, I get people all the time, where is my such and such? I had a lady a few weeks ago, where am, or before Christmas, where are my Christmas decorations? I can't find them. So I got to look for them 
and they were I found them for her they were in the closet small closet behind another box or something I can't remember exactly what it was but see that's the remote viewing that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily the psychic ability that's just me being able to like take the energy where they show me it is and you know seeing maybe even like somebody where is this person right now if I can if I'm not connected where are they right now that's remote viewing governments have been using that for a long long time that's very smart of them Mm-hmm. I think we watched something about World War II that they were using that. Yeah. Even back then. There's so many abilities like this, little pockets of things like this astral projection and the remote viewing and, and all of these things encompassed. And a lot of people don't know that these things exist. And I didn't either. And I think that it's pretty amazing all of the things that are possibilities that we are able to do i am never like when something else comes up that oh it's possible for me to leave my body on command okay i don't discount it anymore i truly 100 percent believe it's possible because there's things that i've done that you could not explain right you know there's a lot out there so don't discount anything i guess is what i'm saying is you know everything that you know you think might not be what you thought it was you know does that make sense Oh, absolutely. It does. I think that um, you can find this in so many different areas, you know. Yeah. Um, but I believe that it all is a matter of believing. Right. That it uh, it often is mind over matter. It is. Absolutely. I think most things are. And I think that once we learn that, and that could go down to instead of astral projecting inward projecting and and healing yourself of oh, like yeah. major illnesses and things like that like we do have an immense amount of power and energy yep. but it has to be in tune with the same vibration as your faith or your belief yep. so it's like putting the wrong key in the wrong hole you know it's not going to open the door but if you pick the right key you will open the door right this is something that i i've told you you've always asked me how come you're not ticklish you know when you would come out to me and like tickle me and i'd be like no because you know why it's mind over matter and i can't remember who taught me that it might have been my aunt but that's something that really has stuck with me so here's an exercise to to understand mind over matter a little bit more if you're a ticklish type of person right you need to be, I don't want to say prepared, but in your mind, I am not ticklish. You need to repeat, I'm not ticklish. This is good for people that like to get pedicures, but it tickles their feet. Right. If you can learn to tell yourself, I'm not ticklish, and really, honestly, truly believe that you're not, I promise you, you won't be ticklish. Right. But then if you let it go for even one second, yeah. you'll be ticklish. That's how right. it works. So it's. I learned that at a really young age, and I didn't realize how much you can apply to that. Right. I see so many people getting pedicures, and they're like, hoo-hoo, it tickles. I'm like, just, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tickle. But you have to believe, just like anything else in this, all of this stuff we talk about, you have to believe that it can actually be. Yeah. I mean, when Christ did it and walked on water, I think he sort of levitated above it. Yeah. um, And they're all looking at him like, what, are you kidding me? Like, how the heck? And he's simply like, you could do it too if you believe it. You can heal yourself. Others can heal you. We've talked about that. That would be another good episode, something to talk about because... You know, if you believe that you can heal yourself again, you will. And if you believe that things don't hurt you a certain way, they won't because you truly 100% believe that it's, it is all in the mind. It's, it's just, it kind of just keeps reaffirming for me though, the beauty of this whole thing, which is becoming greater and uh, a a much broader picture for me is that we don't ever die, man. That's right. We don't ever die. We we just we we'll be born again many many times, and, yep. and we'll get to learn and experience. But this never ends. Yep. We might think the minute that it's lights out and our heart stops ticking that it's over. Yep. But it's not. No, it's not. It, it gets better. Yep. It gets way better. <laughs> you know. So I'm just like wow. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes I get like chilly from that. You know. Yeah. Like it just, it's such a reaffirming feeling for me of just sit back and enjoy this a little more because there, 
you know, you're going to get to do this as many times as you want. Yeah, exactly. It makes it gives you like a different outlook on life, and when you see things, it kind of changes your per, your perception, right. like what's going on, like with the with the riot and stuff. When I see that, I don't understand it. It right. doesn't make any sense to me. I not and I I don't like anything that isn't peaceful. Right, and that has become more and more a part of my life with this spiritual journey. So much so that I just don't understand why anybody would feel the need to be like that i don't i don't understand you know but that's what happens is that you come to believe in this so much and see how it can heal and you can heal that you start to realize that all of these things we worry about they're not important no they're not let the politicians do their jobs it's not important to you you take care of yourself you know you heal yourself if we would just do a little bit more of that we would you know you have to stick your head in the sand about anything but it there's so much more. Yeah, there's and, so than, much than more. Than the petty things that we think are worth bickering and fighting about. Yep. They're not. No, they're not. At least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, me either. I remember being a little kid and, you know, going camping or something and be out, look at night, you know, up, look up at the sky at night and be in awe by the stars and, and thinking, wow, it doesn't get any vaster or more incredible than that. And being at this point in my life, I'm like, no, that's just the tip. <laughs> yeah. That's just the Why? tip of it all. Yeah. You know, that of what we can see right. that's magical and amazing. But there's so much more. And this topic today is another great example of our power yeah. as an energy source. And that um, taking the time to kind of question and research and and be curious about they want us to be in awe they want us to wonder and ponder Mm -hmm. um, about good things you know like like uh wonder what that's like and right being there and floating over here and whatever it is that's like from a positive thing i've always been this type of person like go to a party or something and i don't i'm not gonna talk dodgers (laughs) i'm not gonna be you know beer bonging with the frat boys i was looking for people to have cool conversations yeah, with for sure and sometimes along these lines of like deep more introspective kind yeah. of topic you know yeah so and for those you know <laughs> some people just that isn't their thing but that's always been my thing and that's why this this podcast is good for us because we do that. This what you're hearing right now is what we do. We sit right. here and we just will talk about a topic and it'll go completely to who knows where what other topic we're on. But this is how we learn about what's going on in the universe and right. how we compare what we're feeling and seeing <clears throat> and hearing and and it's wild to have those kind of conversations. That's like small mm-hmm. talk doesn't interest me, you know, like talking to people. I don't mm-hmm. I, I want to hear how your your day was and how you're doing. But at the end of it, I, I want to talk deep. Let's talk about aliens and right. death and whatever else, yeah. you know? Those are the really good type of relationships and friendships, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear about your victories and losses and family and all that, yeah, too. You know, and if you're into sports, nothing against it. But I'm just, yeah. I have always searched for a deeper yeah. understanding. Yeah to all of this if you were like in this situation like you said at a party if you were to come up to me at a party and talk to me and be like so what do you do for a living (laughs) small talk with me as opposed to hey did you see the ufo or you know something told did you see that show on on netflix surviving death or whatever it was you're gonna get me a lot faster that way like i forget everything about myself when somebody asks me about myself isn't that weird (laughs) i'm just like i don't know what do i do for a living can't remember (laughs) But there's just some of us that are just better about deep conversation than the small talk. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we are. And that's why this podcast works for us. Yeah. For some people, it makes them maybe a little uncomfortable because you're talking about something you don't know. Right. But that's the whole idea. Right. Is that to ponder and go, whoa. Yeah. I didn't really think of that. Figure out your own beliefs. Yeah. Put your own belief system together is pretty much what what you're doing, what we've been doing with with this you know yeah you're putting your belief system together for sure yeah so we got way off topic but that's okay 
Yeah. Yeah, I like it when we do that. Totally know. awesome. Yeah. Um, I did want to give you guys the name of this guru. Um, I, I liked his videos. He's very calming. He um, talks about a wide variety of different things that have to do with spirituality down to like, you know, how religion will sometimes say, you know, drinking alcohol is bad or this is bad. He He handles those topics. He talks about those things and tells people, you know, what's real right what what we really need to to think about um cool. his name again is it's spelt j-a-g-g-i juggy is how you pronounce that juggy and then the last name is v-a-s-u-d-e-v Vas- i can't remember how they pronounce that Vas- uh. i don't know uh and then but you can hashtag how how he in most places hashtag S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. And that's Saguru is how you pronounce that. Cool. And that's him. I really liked him. Very nice. So check him out. Good job. Yeah. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know there wasn't like a ton of information on it, but I'd love to hear other people's stories. Sure. Um, and, you know, maybe again, we can. Re- this is a topic we can revisit when we've done it ourselves, maybe. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. I think so. Cool. Well, before we say goodbye... Would you like to share your page real fast? Yes. My website is samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. Um, you can learn anything you want to know about me there. Find my email or you can email us, um, spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. If you have uh, show you know ideas or yep. want to share anything with us, send please. it on over. Yes, we like those. Please. And you, sir. Yes. For, uh, for my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web and at djones our collection for Instagram and, and Facebook and for my music, gypsybrown.com for the web at gypsy Brown music for Instagram and at gypsy Brown band for Facebook. And that's it for me. Yay. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this. Yeah, we did. Um, we chattered a little bit, but that's our job. Yeah. We hope you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope you have a great week. That we do. Until next week. Peace and love.